Everybody, welcome to a brand new episode of Poke Dads. I'm your host, Poke Dad Rick, and with me today is Poke Dad Aaron. What's up, man? How are you? I'm good. There is no Scott today because he decided to be a responsible dad. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, Scott is up and well, down from us. Uh, He's in North Carolina visiting his parents with his kids. Mm -hmm. His mom is battling cancer right now, so he's doing the best he can to just. Spend time, take the uh, meet the grandchildren, having a good time with each other, and saying it's helpful. Um, she's in good spirits this week, so that's very that's, that's good. That's good. That's great. So, but hey, we got a replacement though. We did. So uh, everyone, I want you to give a nice welcome to Justin Spangler, aka Pokey Brew. What's up, man? Not much. What's going on, guys? Not too much. Sitting at home a lot. quarantine 2020 love it you know justin i blame this on pokedad aaron because when we had our new year's episode he talked about how every 20s and every century there's some kind of plague and then we'll go back to the you know the 1920s 1820s the 1720s there was always something really bad and then here we are in early, you know, mid <laughs> 2020, uh, we got we got a play kind of thing with the coronavirus. Hey, so yeah, it, thanks, Aaron. Watching. We appreciate I mean, it. Don't kill the messenger. I'm just saying. <laughs> That's all I'm saying. You don't kill the messenger for trying to let you all be prepared. So, <laughs> I, so I still was I was not prepared. <laughs> I, I have always I've been preparing this for all of my life, so I'm good to go. I'm really good at Yeah, I have not. <laughs> <laughs> like, what do you mean I'm going to be stuck inside my house with my wife? Uh, <laughs> We're seven weeks in, and I know Shannon wants to kill me. That so. was actually one of my, yeah, I did my best. Just like, that was one of my favorite things um, when like everything was kind of happening in China with the lockdown there. Uh, Ainsley, my wife, um, brought up that there's going to be a whole lot of divorces from everybody kind of being like stuck with each other for so long. And literally, like, the next day I was reading on Reddit, there was literally an article about it. <laughs> oh, yeah, in China, yeah. right? Where, yeah, where a big chunk who was like, I can't handle this person. I mean, you just gotta, <laughs> for everybody out there, you just gotta give yourself some space and have your own alone time, even in your own house. That's how you make it work. Get a Pokemon oh, for, for sure. Yeah. Get a Pokemon <laughs> Yeah, put tape along, you know, split the house if you have to. You know, for three hours a day, you're on that side. For three hours a day, I'm on this side. We don't see each other. <laughs> yeah, if, if you are living in a studio with your significant other, we we feel you. We that sucks. Just make sure you choose the side <laughs> with the bathroom. That's an important detail. <laughs> My half the shower. That's your yeah, that that bucket that's yours. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so Justin, introduce yourself to the Pokedad Nation. Give us a little bit of your history. How'd you get into Pokemon and? Where you are with it today? Yeah, so I actually was one of the few that started. Well, not one of the few, one of the uh, many, I should say, that started as a kid back when it was released in America. Um, I actually went to like full-on collection um, and actually played competitively as a kid back then. Um, long story short, parents were divorced, and I went to my dad. He used to take me to Pokemon, drop me off at the Pokemon League there, and uh, he would go sit at the little coffee shop in there. Uh, <laughs> like any respecting dad would. Of course. 
<laughs> and so I kind of got hooked then. Then then came like middle school, almost high school, and I kind of was like like everyone pretty much got to school for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I still remember the day like I gave binders and binders of cards and two boxes of cards away to my cousin, who's like six years younger than me. Then he did the same thing like two or three years later, whenever it was cool for him. And now I'm like, I asked him, I was like, hey, where are those cards at? And he's like, oh, dude, I gave those away to so Forever lost. Um, then about seven years ago, I kind of just randomly, I think I either found a collection uh, at a yard sale or something, and it's just like, holy crap, man, I, I remember these things, so I started to pick them up, um, and I actually started as a collector again uh, seven years ago, and my goal was to complete all the master sets from day one to current. Um, yeah, and it was crazy. <laughs> I actually went like, full hardcore into it um, until about three years ago. I finally was like, I was kind of sitting around. I was like, opened up the first edition Shadowless page, and I was just like, there's like a grand on this first page back before now would have been like, now but I was just like, there's so much money sitting here, and I decided to sell it all and actually start playing the party. Um, just because I was like, these are sitting on a shelf doing nothing, collecting dust. I want to actually put them to use. Um, and I actually started building uh, retro decks um, during that time just because I'm like, oh, I've got all these extra cards laying around for collections I'm buying, built them for nostalgia, and then I'm like, let's get into the current meta. Um, and that's where I kind of just fell really back in love with it. It was just all seeing all the combos and stuff like that. Um, and then over time, I kind of sold my collection, uh, which then I used my, to buy my wife engagement ring and buy um, the car that we have now over time, which was kind of a better use, I guess, of the money. Uh, and then, yeah, and then just it kind of spiraled downhill into this whole, got a whole spare bedroom in our house that's literally got parts pretty much everywhere <laughs> in it right now. <laughs> that's that's uh that's the inside of my closet <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i have i have a walk-in closet so shannon just got fed up like uh i think i talked to you about it where you're like there's cards everywhere i had it all over my kitchen table and she's like that's it we yeah. need you to put them somewhere <laughs> and i was like well i was like we have that nice walk-in closet we don't really use it there's this nice little bench like there's a little ledge table where I can put stuff and I can use I'm like there I'll do it I'll I'll just use it and she's like yes thank you appreciate it so then that's where I've been yeah the people on like the podcast can't see obviously but like you guys can see on the camera the bed behind me that's literally like boxes of cards and stuff on the bed (laughs) I actually don't have that much here because that's the one the always since basically we've always played trading cards it's always been Rick that holds on to all of them like, even when we had Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah. we had just tubs of cards, and they were always at his house. So, I, yeah, I know, and I wish I knew about, I, well, I wish I knew about bulk back then. Right. Like, we oh. would have, we had so much where I didn't know that bulk was important. I had it, like, underneath my bed, underneath my brother's bed. We had it all in our basement. I just kept collecting, because in my head, I'm like, I don't want to get rid of these. And then at some point, I, I think my parents were like, we're just recycling all this. I'm like, okay. Put it in, it's the, in the fire. It's like, yeah. we don't need this. This is kindling. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I have but not. if you want to guess with the Prince song in the beginning, um, this is a very special 1999 episode where Justin's going to talk about what big deck was rocking in 99 from base to jungle. So you got three set. Oh, sorry, Fossil. I wanted to say Fossil. <laughs> so those three and what the deck is, we'll, we'll get to that. But 
we we just want to talk about some fun things about 99 because at that point I was just finishing up middle school. How old were you, Justin, in 99? Oh god, I was I was born in 92 so 7. Yeah. I was I was the Dang. I'm the young one in the group so here. So you were in what? First grade? First grade? Yeah, I first grade. First grade, yeah. My kid's ten, he's in fourth. But he's like September birthday. <laughs> yes. I think so. That's not, that sounds right anyway. <laughs> it's 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 gotta be first grade, most likely. We're gonna assume. <laughs> well for me, kindergarten I was five, first grade when I was six, it, and then second grade I was seven. But it was like because I have an August. Yeah, yeah, you're right there, yeah. You had it easy. Yeah. I'm January birthday, I'm so February. I think yeah, I think I would be seven in first grade. Yeah, six. I don't know. Six, Been graduated for too long now. Exactly. It's all good. It's a <laughs> long time ago. So we're going to talk a little more about Justin. And first thing we want to talk about is that your Pokemon team, uh, Two Shot. Tell me a little bit about it. Tell me your crew. What gave you the idea of the jerseys your guys wearing? Because it's like that esports feel where like the. Pokemon today, that was really big like two years ago, so you don't really see teams much anymore. What got you guys to be like, we're going we're gonna to try to do this team thing. Let's roll. Yeah, so um, Team Two Shot, that's our local team. There's a group of six of us. Um, well, it's six, kind of five, so our team captain actually just decided to step down. Um, he's going to back out of Pokemon to focus on school. Um, so good on him. We're, you know, Daniel's been awesome. Um, but anyway, so it's a group of us that, uh, so for those that don't know, I'm located in Florida, uh, central Florida to be specific. Um, so Florida is probably the most competitive, um, area in the country, uh, if not the world, uh, as far as densely populated pro players. Um, I don't know that's like statistical fact, but it's gotta be, um, just because. <laughs> He's like, I'm just calling it now. Florida is where it's at. You want to play Pokemon, you come to Florida. Yeah. That's too um, hot, man. I mean, it's kind of crazy. So when I first got into it and playing, like, um, I mean, obviously there was a lot of really good players I was playing against, uh, which was good because it made me better at it. But, uh, we started going to, um, different tournaments out into Tampa and Orlando and stuff like that. And all, and it was just like, these people were so good. Well, finally we started recognizing, like, you know, all these world's competitor players that, you know, we play against on a daily basis. Um, just to name a couple, you know, Daniel Pavia, um, Jim Pendarvis, you got Jose Marrero, um, Igor Costa, who is actually a world's, one of the world's competitor winners one year. Um, I mean, and that's just a, a couple off the top of my head, but I mean, there's probably 20, 30 different competitive like world has their world invite every year players that i play against on a regular basis um within a 30 minute drive of me so um once my group local lakeland which is literally dead center between tampa and orlando we decided to start reaching out to those tournaments over in tampa and orlando we actually started like doing well in some of these tournaments Mm -hmm. we're like maybe we're doing a little better than we thought or a little better at this card game than we thought so we're like let's actually try to go competitive. So this year was our actually first year of um, deciding to go competitive with it. Um, and then we just kind of, you know, if we're going to put the effort into it, let's go full steam ahead. Let's start uh, our team. Let's, you know, the jerseys were kind of something talked about. And finally one day it was just like um, our, at that point, our captain was at like 250 points towards his world invite and everything. It's like, like this is getting kind of serious guys. Maybe we should actually do something. So let's, let's get these jerseys going. So we got the jerseys going and, um, and then, of course, like a month after we got the jerseys done, the, uh, the shutdown happened. So. Mm. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, like, no, okay, cool. no season. Got to wear them. 
But hey, at least it makes next year a little bit easier. You don't have to be able to get the points because all your stuff from this year will be available for you next year. Unless yeah. they make it crazy. You're like, you know, instead of 500 points, kids, you're going to need 1,000. Oh, my God. <laughs> I have a feeling it's going to be something like that. Maybe like 600, but still. Do a slight bump. I mean, I think that would still punish anybody who's just getting into the scene, though. So that would not be a smart move, in my personal opinion. You know, just give those people that have played, you know, the, the past players that little advantage and not hurt the other, the newer players as much. So that's Yeah, I agree. I think there's going to be just like they're going to kind of accept it and make it like just a bigger world next year. Yeah. I mean, yeah, and probably the biggest world they've ever had. So hopefully they don't cap it. <laughs> yeah, let's hope they don't cap it. They should they should accept anyone that puts the effort in to get the points, honestly. No, I, I agree with that one hundred percent. It also bring it also yeah. brings more into the game by doing that too. Because you're if you're having yeah, more yeah. more notoriety, so tell you and what, it's hard to get points here in Florida too. <laughs> See, that's why you should come to Illinois. I have no idea how easy it is, but it's probably easier than like 30 pros in the same area. I'm just saying. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> or you just have to drive a little bit further. Can you go like an hour out and you could be like, yo, what's up? And everyone's Dude, so, like, oh my God. <laughs> so you would think that? There's been so many times where it's been like a Saturday and I spent my entire Saturday, drove an hour and a half away and I get there and it's like the same people that who live an hour the opposite direction of me show up down that way. <laughs> Because they're, I mean, they're getting oh, paid crazy. at a certain point, you know, so they're going to everything. I pulled up the stuff where there's like 75 people for a, a cup. It's crazy. Man. Uh, it's, it is crazy, and which is kind of cool. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I I went to one competitive out the whole season. Just uh, It was on accident. I thought it was just a, a league where you just show up and play. But that's what I thought it was. And they're like, oh, no, no, today's a tournament. And I was like, oh, <laughs> hey, what better way to get your feet uh, wet, right? <laughs> uh, yeah, no, yeah. I went one, one, and one. Uh, it, it was fine. I was there just because I was testing out my restaurant deck. So I, it wasn't like, oh, I'm going to win with this. It was more I wanted to see what I could do to make it better. But, hey, it, it worked out. I beat a Malamar. That was fine. It was hey, cool. Yeah. I'm like, ha. <laughs> Malamar's going to be pretty nasty. <laughs> yeah. And... For us, when the season comes back next year, because now we'll be more seasoned, poker dads will probably be around for almost a year at that point. So our goal is to slowly try to do a little bit more and get out there and play so we don't look stupid when we're trying. Like, this is a good combo, but I've never played it, so who knows? <laughs> I don't know, but that could be the fun I'm still doing. No, I'm lying. <laughs> you, you know, I really like the Poké Dads, but then you find out they don't actually play. Or Come no on, anything at all? They're just talking out of their asses. You see that six-year-old just sweep them under the table? <laughs> Although we just hand them a you know a crisp five-dollar bill, and then we move on to the next yeah, one. Yeah, we, right. we won because we can pay you. Hey, he conceded. <laughs> that's all that matters, right? They signed the paper, but that's. But that's cool, man. Uh, especially uh, you guys will have practices in, right? Like you try out different decks that you might see in the coming event and prep for it? Yeah, yeah. So we, um, I mean, obviously right now we're not doing much, but we actually get together. Um, so Daniel and Derek are brothers that are on the team. Um, Derek, where he's at, he's actually got like the shed that's converted into like a man cave. and It's got a big table in there and nice. stuff. And that's where we all go. And we'll literally, there's six of us that sit there and we'll, 
Uh, we'll bring like three decks a piece that how we want to test them so that way you're not taking time editing and whatnot. Um, and you just sit across from someone and then after the round, three rounds you move over to the next person. So you're, you're testing against different things constantly. So you can see kind of different metas and, you know, and then you go from there and you learn what you want to speak and whatnot. So yeah, we do a lot of testing together and it's, it's a lot of fun, honestly. It's a good group of guys. So. That's I, good. I got a question on that. Um, so you were, you were saying that like you guys aren't really doing a lot now, but I mean, yeah. have you tried doing anything kind of like the online thing where you guys, you know, you, like kind of you show your, you know, your 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 playing field and like play each other like over like a Discord or a Zoom or anything like that. Just as he's actually we, asked us a question, and I was going to tell him, I'll be like, oh, we'll talk to you about it on Discord. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, so I've been doing some of the old school decks on there, um, over like Skype and just kind of putting the cameras and stuff on there, yeah. but not so much the other stuff just because uh, a lot of the uh, ones, the dad or two, no, sorry, three of the guys in our group are dads. They've been kind of busy teaching and stuff like that. Um, things have been kind of busy, busier than normal, uh, even though everyone's at home. No, that makes perfect um, sense. I and just like with the season being canceled, it's been weird. They still all play online and stuff, but um, I'm actually the weird guy in the group that doesn't play online. I don't know why, but I just you should. never got into it. I know, I should. I started to at one time, and I got like the theme deck on there, and that was about as far as I got. <laughs> and, that's, and that's all you need to join the Pokedad tournament, so come on, get on there. Let's do that's this. That's true, actually. I should join the, the Pokedad tournament. I do think I still have that account active, actually. Do it. We got two spots. Two spots. I made a post before we started because... I get all these people, they're like, yeah, I'm in. And I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Here's what you have to do. Here's the rules. This is where you pay me so you can get what, you know, the invite. And then they ghost me. And they're like, and, oh, I got to pay. Well, it's because you're asking them for the yeah. information. You have to verify if they're 18 or older. <laughs> no, it's, all, it's, all, it's all PayPal, man. It's all PayPal. You do what you got to do. Dad's fans only page. Exactly. But, yeah. Because uh, Adam from Special Conditions, like after like four hours, he texted me and he's like, did it fill up? I was like, uh, at that point, I was like, we had four people. I was like, I have four people. He's like, really? And I was like, I know. But I was like, I'm not worried. We'll fill it up. I just, I ex- I did expect it to fill up super quick because the prizes are good. And for $10, you still get two booster packs and three code cards. See, so even if you don't do anything, you're still getting rewarded. Yeah, so, yeah the yeah, and I see. I don't think as much as like uh, I think maybe that's made the aspect of like setting up your first like tournament. But I know anything like I typically like post for any of my other like stuff I do that's not Pokemon related. Um, I'll post it, and I might get like a kind of a rush right at the initial part. But there's people that are on the you know other side of the world that aren't going to see it because they're sleeping right now. So over a course of a couple of days, I feel like is how it usually ends. Stuff like that fills up. Yeah, well the. The three sponsors between uh, Pokemon Patrick, Danny Phantom, and Special Conditions, it, it went out there. It went pretty quick. And I still have messages that haven't gone through. But just, hey, if you're listening to this, it's Friday. It's probably closed already. Maybe not. Um, <laughs> hopefully not, because I, I have to make sure that the group chat's set up on Battlefly. I got to make sure everyone has their deck list to me. That's <laughs> But um, I'm excited, but I'm getting off topic, so we're going to go back to Justin. Yes. <laughs> we'll, we'll talk a little bit more about the tournament at, at the end of the podcast, and we'll get into the brewery thing. And I know Aaron's got some questions he'd like to talk to you, so let's let's get into it. Let's get into about some beer yes. that I can't drink, Black and I miss it. I can still, so I can much. still drink. 
Um, so my important question for you is I love stouts. I like my dark, yeah. like, dessert beers. That don't, everybody's like, I can only have one. I'm like, four is not enough. Um, my question for you <laughs> is, like, if you have a choice of, like, a stout on, like, your menu, what is, like, your, like choice. And if you don't like stouts, like, what's your, like, favorite beer you would choose from? <laughs> like, so, like, out of ours, or yeah, like, just in general? I, or? Let's go with, um, out of yours, and then, like, in general. Let's go with both. Okay, so, um, out of ours, so, our big stout that we do, um, is called Champarado. It's a Mexican hot chocolate stout. That. Um, and we actually <laughs> just won uh, a gold medal for that, for Best Florida Beer. That is awesome. Um, so that's the big Florida beer competition uh, with all the breweries. I think there's like 250 something breweries, and so. In the so you'll be sending that to Polka Dot Aaron, yes. right? At some yeah. point. Uh, I, would, I would be so <laughs> legally on the podcast. No, I cannot. <laughs> Wink. No. <laughs> no. No, that's bad. <laughs> yeah. Continue. I'm sorry. No, you're good. But we can talk after. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> So, um, um, but go ahead. no, I was going to say, so, um, so that's, uh, out of ours, that's the one that, um, I drink in Florida. It's already like 90 degrees every day. So I'm kind of backed off the South a little bit. Um, but yeah, that, that would be our style. And then as far as like just general, um, one of the beers that got me kind of hooked on craft beers, uh, was back in the day, old Rasputin. I don't know I, if you I, ever I, heard of that know, like North yes. coast brewing. It's just really solid and really good. It's been around for a long time now, mm-hmm. um, but that was one I just I always remember, like prominent. That's really really good. And also, if I see it on a shelf every once in a while, I still pick it up. Nice. You know, it's just that good. They actually have it at like because like our grocery stores are jewel, they're jewels. Um, they have it literally just on the shelf. It's it's like older Rasputin nice. and Dragon's Milk are really like the only two stouts they have. Yep, and Dragon's Milk is really I love, good. Too. That's like my go-to. That's my mom's go-to also. That's what. Uh, how I got introduced <laughs> to it originally. That's so weird. She's like, here you go. That's son. so weird. <laughs> well, I mean, children like the one, but I mean, because they're twelve percent, so you have like yeah. two of them. You're decent. You're pretty much good for at least a good while. So, <laughs> um, big, big beers. Yes. So I mean, I, I just like the, I like the chocolatey flavor. Like, because I've never been like, if I get a Corona or I get like a, like a even like a Bud Light or a Coors Light, it never it again. takes me like an hour to drink just the bottle because I'm like, this isn't really that much fun. Yeah, yeah, and that's the thing. Well, that's, that's why you don't drink Corona. It. That's crappy beer anyway, man. You gotta get a tasty I IPA. Go to <laughs> wheat ale. No. There's so much flavor, and then you're going to be like, oh, I'm just going to drink this water shit. Like, no, there's so much more to beer. There's a time and a place for certain things, though. Like, if you're out on the beach, you know, get a light locker. Yeah. But if you're at home, good, good, nice IPA. My yeah. family's going to be uh, really insulted right now. They, they like their Corona and their other, like, Mexican beers I can't think of right now off the top of my head. Because they're all from California. Modelo. Uh, Modelo. Oh, Modelo. We had our wedding. And Stella. We, <laughs> we had Modelo um, at my wedding um, in June last year. And we bought it specifically for, like, my family coming in from California. Because no one else out here drinks it that are my friends. <laughs> uh. <laughs> all right. That's um. So originally, that's how I found you on Instagram. I, you know, searching stuff, and you had beer and Pokemon cards, and I was like, "This is great! I love beer. <laughs> I love Pokemon cards. I'm gonna follow this guy." So that always made me happy. <laughs> the hook, it worked. <laughs> <laughs> we got a follower. <laughs> um. Yeah. It actually, uh, it's funny how it started. Um. I literally, I was 
brewing at one of the old breweries I worked for, um, well, assistant brewer there, and I was just sitting around one day, and it's like, kept seeing all these beer profiles. It's like, it's like, man, there's a diamond dozen. Everyone's making beer profiles on Instagram now, and all of a sudden I'm like, and that's about whenever I was like heavy into like my card collection. I just, I think I had picked up a collection either that morning or something. I had cards with me, and I just like jokingly, I'm like, I'm gonna make a Pokemon beer page, and literally, I'm like, that afternoon, I'm like, no, this is gonna be a real thing. Like, I actually went home and made a whole page for it and everything. <laughs> It's awesome. Plus your profile picture is awesome with squirtles just downing one. It's great. Yeah. It's great, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so when did it actually get um like when did you get like started with like the whole like your own uh Yeah, um I so I actually started homebrewing yeah. um at twenty one, twenty twenty one, a little early. I was uh I was the bad kid and like <laughs> actually discovered craft beer earlier than I was legally allowed to. Um, That's awesome. I got into craft beer super late. Yeah. (laughs) And like, I always like cooking and it's like, that's the one thing. If you like cooking, you can correlate that to beer a little bit because you can decipher flavors and things like that. Um, So I was like cooking growing up and that was just one thing. I started deciphering different flavors and beers. I'm like, well, how do I make this? And so I kind of just started doing my research and I figured out I can homebrew. Um, So I got a homebrew kit for my 21st birthday from my dad. Um, and I just started, you know, brewing. And at that time, literally, I think within uh, a month of home brewing of this big, uh, bigger brewery, not so much corporate, but like they just had a lot of money, mm-hmm. uh, was opening up and they needed a couple of people. And I went in there, I was like, Hey, give me a job. And they're like, no. And I was just like, no, you guys don't understand. Like I'll literally scrub <laughs> floors and eggs for 40 hours a week. And I just kept pounding at them. And finally they're like, I think they were just annoyed with me. And they finally go, okay, fine. Like, you're going to scrub kegs and floors for 40 hours a week. And that's what I did for like the first three months. But I just kept going, Hey, you know, I'm home brewing and I bring in my home brew and stuff. And I'm like, this is my home brew, you know, give me any kind of feedback. Be brutal. Let me know. Um, and if you guys need help with any other thing, you know, the bottling line, filling kegs, whatever, I'm here to learn. And just from there, just work my way up, uh, at that brewery before I finally left because I kind of wanted to get a smaller brewery feel. Yeah. Um, and went to, Oh, for uh, sure. Yeah. It was like, it was great there, but at the same time, you uh, you started to feel kind of just like another body, kind of like you at a lot of big places. Um, and then I went to a smaller brewery in town that had just opened up, and I became their assistant brewer. Um, and then from there, I was there for about a year and a half. And then this new, sounds like I'm jumping around a lot, but this is over years, periods. Mm-hmm. Um, this new brewery, my current brewery that I'm working for, uh, was opening up, and they approached me. And it was actually perfect timing because the, that second brewery I worked for was actually in the process of they were uh, they were going to go ahead and close their doors um, and they approached me and were like hey we want you to come over and be our head brewer and I was just like that's kind of an opportunity you can't pass up so um, you know I went over there and just been I've been there for two and a half years now and it's been amazing the the owners are they're awesome. brewers themselves um, they were home brewers before so they're they can actually relate really well uh, and they support me and they just go Hey, you know, you got a pilot batch of our experimental batch. You know, you got our approval. Don't have to ask questions. You know, we trust you. So it's been been pretty awesome. That is really awesome. It's always great to have like those people, those people that, you know, appreciate your 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 skill. So skill, your art, yeah. yeah. And uh, congrats on still being thin, dude. If yes. I did that for a living, I would have the biggest <laughs> beer gut ever. Yeah. So. <laughs> so there was a while where it actually got I, I gained weight, but um, it's the analogy that I always put it for people like 
Um, if you work at a pizza restaurant for a couple of years, you want pizza, really. So I, whenever I'm at home now, I'm actually drinking a lot of wine. Oh, look at this fancy guy. (laughs) Hey, my wife got me hooked. It's, oh, I'm hooked now. (laughs) But no, I I still drink plenty of beer, but uh, tell you what, the brewery's not air conditioned, so I sweat a lot out, too. There you go. Florida weather, baby. (laughs) That's awesome, Justin. That's super cool. So let's let's start changing gears, and we're going to talk about the life of the beginning of Pokemon in the States of 1999. Do you guys by any chance remember the release date for the basic set when it dropped? Not at all. I read it once and I don't remember. <laughs> so Pokemon basic set dropped on January 9th, 1999. That's also our friend Roscoe's Roscoe's birthday. birthday. Yeah. yeah. And what's crazy is Jungle didn't come out until June 16th of 99. So that's five months where, you know, in today's standards, we get a new set every three months. And going back to the years, also, the basic set in Japan dropped two years prior in October 20th of 1996. So you think about it, like how how quickly we caught up eventually to Japan, because now we're only, what, two months out from a set? where we're looking at, at points a couple of years from Japan. That's crazy. That is the... I remember there being a big gap for a while. That's why Japanese cards were, like, so abundant in the early days. You only had Japanese cards to start. They were also awesome to have because you couldn't read them, but the art in some of, like, the, like the newer cards were so cool looking. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> You're like, dude, this is awesome. I have this Japanese Vileplume. I do. Look I how cool it is. Because Vileplume, that's a Japanese one still. Yeah. <laughs> So basic, so five months, I know I personally didn't even see the card game until the springtime at a random, so we, we had Toys R Us, we had KB Toys, and there was also a smaller chain called Toy Works, and all I remember is going there with my brother, with my mom, we were buying some kind of PlayStation game because I we saved money for it. And we went in, I grabbed the game, and at the checkout, they had these theme decks. And I was like, what? I was like, Pokemon has cards? What is this? <laughs> and I, I remember looking at them, and it, it, the only time I, I believe I could be wrong is that they've had more than three theme decks. Do you guys remember the four names of the original basic theme decks? Uh, are you talking about like with jungle and fire or jungle and uh, fossil and stuff? Just, just, just basic because basic had four, four theme decks. Nah, I was going to say, I think there was brush fire was one. Correct. That. Correct. Two more. Mm. No. All right. It was blackout and overgrowth. So I remember all four being there and i I was a Pikachu fan anyways, but also a Mewtwo fan, so I jumped at Zap. Zap was my theme deck. And then my brother grabbed Blackout because it had Squirtle on it. So he's like he's like, Yeah, I like Squirtle. <laughs> so That's I remember funny. I remember grabbing I remember grabbing it, running back home, and then at you know, at that time being uh 
what, 13, 12, 12, 13 years old and trying to read that, the manual. They're like, how do you play this game? And even though I read it like 18 times, I still didn't really know how to play. That's <laughs> accurate. So what me and my brother did, we would have a deck, but the deck consists of 60 cards like normal. And how we... Th- how we interpret how you involved it is you had a separate binder and you have your Pokemon out and after one turn you just open up your binder and put the card up and I involved it. That's amazing. Like, no. Um I learned yeah, and I learned the proper way at, at the leagues back like um where you won the badges so they they teach you how to play yeah, and then yeah. when you're done they give you the badges. So yeah, so ninety nine was popular. You know what else was cool in 1999, guys, was Y2K. Do you guys remember that? That the world was going to end in 2000? It was, it was game over. <laughs> we were not prepared to switch over to the two from 19. Yeah, because it would be too many zeros. The computer side will go back to 1900 ah. and we're like, wait, this does not compute. <laughs> I don't remember exactly what the reasoning was, but yeah, that was, that was a good time. It was terrifying. Yeah. Do you guys know – I guess we're, we're playing a little trivia here. So did you guys know what was the number one song in 1999? Just make guesses. You can just give me a guess. Yeah, it's fine. I, I barely listened to music back then, so I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> the, number one, the number one song for 1999 was Smooth by Santana and Rob Thomas mm. from Matchbox yeah. 20. Yeah. Do 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 do. Cue music. I do like that song. Yeah, say so that song. You know, that, know song. that song. <laughs> um, Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban was released in 1999. So we had the third book. Oh, it was the book. Yeah, the book was amazing. I would say it was the movie. You were thinking about the movie. That makes no sense to me in the movie. But, yeah, the book book was amazing. um, What do you think were some of the biggest movies in 99? Titanic. That was 97. That was close. Rush Hour. No. Uh, I mean, what was going on during that time? <laughs> no, yeah, it was early, early. Yeah. Um, I'll give you a hint. Yeah. I want to tell you my secret now. Okay. I see dead people. Ooh, the sixth sense. Six Sense. It was the beginning of a prequel trilogy that really sucked. Star Wars. Phantom, Phantom Menace. It's, it's too late. It's... No. Obi-Wan. Promise. Promise me you will train the boy. Yes, Master. He is the chosen one. He will bring balance. Train him. Which was also the biggest movie of 1999. So, <laughs> woo, Darth Maul. And then the third top is 
Oh, behave. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I, that's I, great. I was now. I'm like, I'm gonna give him a chance. <laughs> <laughs> Sony's Discman's were going for fifty nine dollars. Did you guys own a Discman? I don't know if I had one. I had one, <laughs> and actually, the only thing I remember about mine is that there was a the used. It was a the used CD that I borrowed. I think from you, Rick. And there was a spot in it where it sounds like it skipped, and I thought I ruined the CD. And it's still to this day, even on the recording I have, there's a skip spot right there. So I'm not sure, still to this day, if I like ruined it and the recording got like burned off or not. Uh, taste of me. So. Yeah, but not '99. This is definitely not the, the, that album. That album that dropped until no, 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 2002. No, I, I mean, I didn't. Know you're feeling old. We're older. <laughs> the feeling old. Yeah. I was 90, like, 99 was also um, June 1st, 1999 was Enema of the State by Blink-182, which is, you know, their, one of their biggest albums. Ninety nine was pretty pretty good with music. Do you guys know the two funniest people like voted in nineteen ninety nine was like comedians like stand up comedians? Who do you think was big in nineteen ninety nine? I was gonna go. No, nah. I was gonna guess Jim Carrey. No, that's a good that's a good one. But he 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 didn't really do stand up. It's true so. stand up. So yeah, so ooh, it was ooh. Chris Rock. Welcome to the nineteen ninety nine. MTV Video Music Awards. Welcome. Welcome. That's right. We live here at the Metropolitan Opera. That's right. Nothing but opera here. So you know what that means? Do you know what that means? I may be the first black man in history to be on the stage of the Met without a mop. Dane Cook. It was... No, not 99. <laughs> that's that's our college days. And in, do you guys remember Mitch Hedberg? Does anybody recognize me? Uh, come on now. Y'all got to quit lying. All right. Hey, I like, I like an escalator, man, because an escalator can never break. It can only become stairs. Yeah. You... you <laughs> Okay, so so Mitch Hedberg was this really fun. He was known for like one-liners. He he would just continue be like talk about turkey, and then somehow we'll zing into like turkey ham. My hand looks like a turkey. Like it just kept going, like zing after zing. He looked like um, Kurt Cobain from Nirvana. Like like the long, like brownish hair, right? Yeah. Yep. Correct. Yeah, you got it. The biggest profit movie, do you guys know? Like, it costs like no money to make and it made millions of dollars. Spider Man. 2002, but. I don't bud. have a clue. <laughs> I'm, guess, I'm guessing close. Biggest profit. <laughs> the Matrix. Uh, oh, yeah. I think Matrix came out in 99. Maybe it was 2000. Maybe. Uh, no, uh, it was Blair Witch Project. Oh, God, that movie. Oh, uh, that makes sense. Yeah. They just ran around the woods with a camera. <laughs> yep. 
rocked at $25,000 and it made $248 million. Jesus. Yeah, that was, it's real footage. That was the the very first, like, it's real footage movies that I can ever remember. (laughs) You get a headache from watching it because it's shaking so much. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, And then to, to wrap up, the fun of 1999 is Who Wants to Be a Millionaire was the number one show with Regis filming. So I remember watching that with my parents religiously. Mm-hmm. Is that your final answer? And the Yankees won the World Series. The Broncos won yeah. the Super yeah, Bowl Broncos. of 33. The San Antonio Spurs won the lockout short season of the NBA, which they still have an asterisk mark because people are like, eh. And the AC made it to the finals and whatever. And the Stars, Dallas Stars, won the NHL Cup. So some memories down of 99 that brings us to what was a popular deck that was the meta of 1999 with Basic, Jungle, and Fossil. And the deck, if I remember correctly, was called Haymaker. Right, Justin? That That was the name of the deck? Yep, Haymaker. So can you give us a lowdown of why this deck was popular and why was it the number one deck that everyone was using? Um, yeah, so the that deck was the number one deck just because uh, a lot of decks at that time were playing a lot of big evolution lines, uh, stage one and stage twos, um, just because those Pokemon kind of had the higher um, hit points as well as like the attacks. I say high, but like it was really it was like 40 was where it maxed out <laughs> back then. Um, but they also took like tons of attachments and a lot of turns to set up and everything like that, whereas the Haymaker deck um, plays the Hitmonchan, Scyther, and uh, Electabuzz, where the Hitmonchan and Electabuzz both have an attack for one energy, Hitmonchan's being a fighting energy that does 20, um, and Electabuzz being 10, but it can also paralyze if you flip heads. Um, so right off the bat, I mean, turn one, back then you could actually attack on your first turn as well. So you could literally start the game uh, and be hitting... Uh, 20 if you had a card what's called plus power to add 10 which were stackable Um, say your opponent only started with one with like one basic squirtle that had like 40 hp and you had a hitmonchan with two plus powers on it you could literally win the game by turn one knocking it out before your opponent even got to play the game (laughs) that is ridiculous Um, yeah so it was pretty pretty broken and that's why that became like the most popular deck um just so quickly because it was just really good for for the Pokédad Nation, back back in that day, there wasn't rules where you can only have one tool card on a Pokémon and that you only allowed to play one support card per turn, where you could play as many cards as you want. That's why the Broken with um, Professor Oak, where you discard your hand and draw seven cards, you could play all four of them in one turn if you wanted to. Yeah, and yeah the same exactly. thing goes. And the same thing goes with item cards back in the day. You just want to stack and power them up. Because, yeah, everyone wanted to play the cool cards and be like, I want to evolve the Charizard because it's so cool. And how did that deck work, though, with those three different types? Did you have to have a fight, an electric, and um, uh, plant? No, leaf. Why am I saying plant? Yeah, grass. For Scyther, so how did that work when it came to figuring out, like, oh, I have this card, but I don't have the right energy to play it? 
Yeah, so um, I know, so I have the deck built, um, and in mine I actually don't play any grass energies, um, so I use Scyther as like a free retreater almost, because um, its retreat cost is zero, so if I start with it, I can retreat into something as I'm setting up. Um, but yeah, so you play, end up playing, uh, my build I play six uh, lightning and eight fighting, um, just, you know, and you play both, but like you said, if you really need to, you can stack supporters, so you play four bills for draw power. Um, and then also for the Professor Oak, just so you can kind of draw through the deck and get exactly what you need. Um, I also play DCEs in mine for if you do want to attack with Scyther, because some people were trying to play Gyarados, um, which actually has a grass weakness to it, so you could um, go in with Scyther against that. Interesting, okay. And then how, yeah, but then how, how the card you were talking about, how did that work for Scyther to attack if you didn't have grass energy? Um, so with Scyther, it, it has one attack that has its one grass energy. Um, it's called Sword Dance, and it would strengthen up your slash attack to 60 instead of 30. But the slash attack was three energies, but it was all colorless. So you could just oh, have okay. a, a lightning or a fighting and then a double colorless energy attached to it. Gotcha. Gotcha, gotcha. That makes, that makes sense. Oh, that's it. That's intense. So that was, that was it. That was a haymaker. What what were people doing to try to counter that? Like, you know, the road decks per se back in that time. The uh, the biggest thing that it had issues with was uh, Mister Mime actually, uh, because it had an ability Invisible Wall. So if it was an attack that was anything over thirty, um, it didn't do anything. So it had to be either twenty or ten damage it was doing. Um, so it kind of capped out the damage it was able to do. Um, so that at least gave you a, a turn to kind of uh, stall a little bit why you got set up a little bit better. Um, other than that, though, until uh, the Mewtwo promo came out, which was literally right after Fossil was released, the, uh, it came out with the movie. Yeah. Um, yeah. That was like that was the meta breaker when that came out because um, it had an ability to... Um, or an attack that brought energies from the discard pile back to it to charge it up, and then it was doing 40, and um, Hitmonchan's weak to Psychic as well. So, oh, okay. Yeah. So it was just kind of interesting. Like, so back in, sorry, go ahead. Uh, what? So back in the day, fighting was weak to psychic, and then now uh, fighting. What is fighting weak to Fly. now? Fly Pokemon <laughs> video game. <laughs> <laughs> what is it? Is it plant? Is it plant? Uh, no, grass, not. I think. Yo, it is grass. Yeah, I was gonna say. I know a lot of it just switched around with Sword and Shield too. Yeah, 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 definitely. I'm not I'm not ready for that either. I'm always like, oh, wait, wait. Oh, yeah, metal's still fire. That's fine. That's all I have to worry about right now with ADP. <laughs> R.I.P. Fair. But, that, that's... <laughs> but no, that's, that's, that's interesting. I, I find the, the nostalgia of that deck. When you first brought it up um, in your video, I was like, oh, I remember that. I didn't play that per se. I didn't. I didn't get that super competitive when I was in middle school. I, I played the fire, uh, fire grass deck. I think I did. That's what I rocked. I was that like, was oh, this, fire cool. this works out. Was that the brush fire one, the theme deck? Well, no, not that. I had zap. I bought oh, okay, zap. Okay, gotcha. so, uh, Yeah, when I when I made my own deck, when someone like a nice judge or whatever at one of those libraries I went to, teaching me the game. 
they're like, this is old, you have to do it like this. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, I was like, man. well, I love Charizard. I want to take out Charizard. I want to beat people. And then you realize that all that work just to do 100 damage and then you lose, what, all your energy? Yeah, like, every single like, one of them. <laughs> Yeah, it's like, oh, that's, that's so dumb. <laughs> God, I couldn't even, I can't even tell you what I played back then just because I was, like, younger than you guys. So I remember, I remember a lot of the cards I had, but I can't remember the decks I was playing, unfortunately, back then. I think I had a water, I think I had a water deck back then. It's the it, same thing. It's been so long, I don't really specifically remember, but I, I'm, I'm feeling water. Yeah, I think I want to say I had a rain dance built at one time. Like I think one of the like older kids in the the league helped me build it, but I do remember like playing a Blastoise deck very vaguely. Yeah, I have no idea. I I never play. I don't think I ever played in any actual tournaments back then. I played like you know like the kids around like the on the street and stuff like that, but never in tournaments. I didn't start doing tournaments until Yu Gi Oh. So. Yeah, yeah, Pokemon in the streets. Yeah. You know, gotta love the Yu-Gi-Oh. Those corner, those the the, the corner uh, lot deals, trading your first edition for yeah. weird cards that are completely not worth doing. Good times. Yeah. <laughs> my my favorite was like after I got out of Dragon Ball Z and I, I started Yu-Gi-Oh. I would trade some people my Dragon Ball Z cards for some Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Nice. It's like, oh my god, you have the ultra rare Super Saiyan Goku. I'm like. Yeah, man. He's like, I'll trade you this, and I'd be like, dude, the card's worth like 110 bucks. What are you talking about? Give me, give me all of Everything. your cards, <laughs> all of the cards. <laughs> um, but no, that's that's cool. Um, before we move on to the our next thing, we're getting into you. Like I, we talked about earlier, that you've been doing classic reviews on Instagram. What what sparked that? What got you into like you know what? I want to be talking about some older decks where. We can pay our respect to the past of the game. Where did that come from? Yeah, um, I mean, I I love every aspect of the Pokemon game itself. So um, obviously, as a competitive player, uh, I like new stuff. But um, I'm also like I like being fun. I play a lot of like r- interesting decks as far as competitive like standard right now. So I figured, you know, why not learn the the older decks? And I'm like, I, I think I posted something about one, and someone just messaged me like that is so cool. Do you have any other decks? And they start asking me questions. I'm like, you know what? If one person interested, maybe more are. So I kind of just, from there, I was like, let me, as I build them, I'll review them. Um, I think now I've got 14 completed retro decks um, from pre-2003 with three more in the works. And it's getting kind of like a little out of hand (laughs) because I'm one of those ones that I don't like proxies or like switching cards out. So I literally buy cards for every single deck um, that I need. I I would do the same thing. There was, there was back in maybe less than 10 years ago when I almost stabbed back into Yu-Gi-Oh and a buddy of mine was just like, let's just print the cards out. Like we don't even need it. And I'm like, no, it's not the same. Yeah, it really isn't. (laughs) Even on, like, but that, test decks, like, proxies, nah, I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, going buying, especially right now, the world of Pokemon cards, everything is skyrocketing in price. So how's how's your wallet feeling trying to get some of those old cards? Ah, man, it's it's been insane. So I'm, I'm kind of, like, my own biggest enemy in that. I know that I actually have personally broken the market on computer searches and item finders on TCG Player <laughs> right now. Um, I was buying them for like a dollar a piece and I bought them all the way out to like three bucks 
And so now it's like, I think item finders are up to like $8 a piece now. Um, so I'm obviously not buying them. Uh, I'm kind of holding <laughs> off and trying to see if I can trade stuff for them. And, uh, but so everyone, yeah, it's, Pokey Brews, come at them, get in his DMs, yell at them. Be like, what am I yeah, supposed to do? <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, I'm actually, I've always been one of those kind of like market watchers. So I, I've, I've been keeping an eye on it. Like, so as soon as it kind of mellows out, I'll buy the rest of the stuff I need. But um, no, it's been hurting. I've actually been selling a lot of my standard stuff um, just because with being competitive, I've got a binder full of cards anyways. And so I've literally been you know, funding the old stuff with standard stuff, which has been kind of weird because normally it goes opposite. People sell the obsolete old stuff and buy new stuff for decks. But, um, you know, kind of balances out. I gotcha. It is definitely definitely a weird spot for competitive players right now. Um, I feel it. Like, I'm excited for Rebel Clash, don't get me wrong, mostly because it's new cards mm-hmm. and t- tinkering and figure out new decks, but I'm not playing, and it's weird for me. I, I do play online, but I don't play as often as I like because I, I really don't like the setup for it. It's very outdated. It's slow. You can't have people watch. It's just, you think of what Magic the Gathering has done with their their setup and, like, Hearthstone. Like, you think of Hearthstone and th- that thing is just a masterpiece. Just, Pokemon, get get your shit together and really? be able to spread it out. And they also don't think of it as, like, a separate um, like, a separate way of playing where you don't, you can't spend real money on the on the app or anything it's just all coins and i feel like you're losing out on money be like yeah let's just have this let's people buy cards let's have a good time instead yeah. of illegally buying a shiny charizard on ebay it's online card only for ten dollars like it's, it's ridiculous i know rebel clash is like the most stoked i've been for a set like competitive wise in a while and it's just like i literally have not bought a single pack or anything because i'm like well, when am I going to get to play? So it's just, like I said, it's just up in the air and it's weird. I'm, I'm excited, but I'm kind of bummed at the same time. And so it's just, so that's why I've been kind of focusing on the old stuff too. Yeah. But don't, don't fall asleep. Like, you know, get your brain going because even oh, yeah. though this deck will be, I don't think it'll be forgotten about because it's pretty and the collectors love a lot of cards. You got the, like the, the new nine tails, which is really cool. You know, the, the Giovanni full art, the, that people, you know, the collectors are having a field day with the set. But we're going to have this, and then we'll have the new set in August, and then hopefully we'll start going to challenges. At, at least you would think League and Challenges will be able to open up again at some point during the summer, even if it's not for points. At least just us to get back out there and get into the community and start playing again. Yeah, I know my group. Um... Team Two Shot, we've already talked on our group chat that the moment that our local shop, Johnny B's Card Shop, opens up, we're going to be, we'll be there, you know, Sundays and Thursdays, that's when we normally go, and we'll be there regardless, playing, teaching kids, whatever, so, playing retro decks, um, that's actually one of my goals is to start a retro deck league there, so, that's why I built so Nice, many. <laughs> nice. I hope it works out for you, man. You gotta keep us in touch. Yeah. So be can't be like, oh, we're living like it's two thousand. Here we go. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so normally at this time we would have the music cued and Scott will have something grinding, but since he's not here today, the Poke Dads we're gonna start this new thing called Budget Deck Segment. I don't know if that's a real name. So, I we'll figure it out ones. later. Yeah, it is. And we got this deck from 
Caden Brown. Um, shout out to him. Good dude. DMs us all the time about deck ideas. And he came up with a deck. Wait for it. Give me a drum roll on price. Oh, thanks, guys. Appreciate it. For $22.04, you can have a competitive deck that you could go to your local league or um, – what is it? I always get it mixed up. It's league, championship cup, right? Is that it? League, uh, so cup. league is your kind of like local. Uh, there's a challenge and then a cup. Okay, so a challenge and then the cup and then regionals, right? Okay. So he calls his deck Agility Lock. It's a good name. And it, <laughs> and it plays only 10 Pokemon, four Carvanas from um, Cosmic Eclipse, four Sneasels from – also I believe it's Cosmic Eclipse – where both of them have the attack agility, where you flip a coin, you know, if it's heads, um, it, the, you don't take any damage or effects from your opponent's Pokemon. If it's tails, then nothing happens. And I also think, I don't know if it does 10 damage. I don't have the card in front of me. I should have, I'm not 100% sure. But the whole idea of this deck is just prolonging your opponent until they deck out. So... If you keep flipping this, you know, you keep getting you get the agility lock. It's it's Oops, a chance deck. The name. Like Yeah. It's a it's a chance deck. The the whole idea that you're going to win a tournament I I don't think so. Um it's tough unless the Pokémon gods are on your side that every time you flip a or, coin and it, or you have a double what? you have a double-sided coin. They're all just always heads in the mouth. Oh, no, know how to yeah, cheat. Yeah, yeah. Okay, <laughs> isn't that there too. a card that allows you to like re- like reflip or something like that too? Though that would be yeah. That's in standard though. I don't know. I don't. I don't recall anything. Wasn't there a Victini or something like that that had that um, ability, or was that a, an attack? I don't know. That been something to look into. Maybe after this podcast, I'll update it and be like, "Oh, you could have played this item card." <laughs> Nine Pokemon. Or... Um, oh, off topic though. One of my favorite dumb trainer cards in the new set is Dan. Great name. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> draw, draw two cards, and then you play rock paper scissors with your opponent, <laughs> and if you win, draw two more cards. <laughs> That's going to be insta-banned just because oh there's going to be, God. like, some kind of loss in translation. Oh, my God. That's so dumb. <laughs> and I hope there's a full art of it at some point. That'd be great. Oh, that would be so good. <laughs> yeah. So you get the four Sneasels and the four Kavanas. That's, that's uh, eight of your cards. You're spending not even a dollar on those eight cards. And then you play one Fion. From Cosmic Eclipse, where it's your your gust on the bench, it'll cost you like three dollars and nineteen if you get the promo version, which you want. Everyone likes shiny. You don't want ones that are not shiny. Come on, get on the shiny spend train. The $3. And then you're gonna, yeah, spend the three dollars. You're only spending twenty two dollars on a competitive deck. Like, what else can we do for you here? The and then your big uh, Latios GX from Unified Minds, where. Uh, the ability to prevent GX Pokemon from attacking. It doesn't really help you against 
say, Zashin or any of the new V cards, but it at least it protects you from the GX power cards mm-hmm. like, you know, ADP, Mew, and uh, Rashazard. So, you, you know, it, it works out. You got, you got your little things. And this is what's interesting, guys. I'm going to get into the trainer cards. And you're going to play four greens explorations, which is good, right? You, you play that. You have no cards with abilities. So you're, you're able – what is it? Search for two cards? Is that how – is that – I need two trainer cards. So you got that. Four um, uh, Kathleen and Caitlin cards, four Will cards, four Pal, Palpad cards, four Lieutenant Surge cards, which I love that card. That's, that's, I feel like that's a very underrated card. You know, if you're under prizes, you play this and you can play three supporter cards. Like that's – I feel like in any mill deck or anything, that's – it's a great – that's a great like f u to your opponent. Be like, ha <laughs> <laughs> Guess what? I'm playing more. <laughs> yeah. Um, so four Misty's favors. One, I'm butchering this name, and I apologize. It's Belbla and Bryson Man uh, tag Belba team card. And Bryson Man. Yeah, I don't exactly remember what that does. It's something about damage, right? Like moving damage or... No, so that one, it's uh, discard three from the top of your deck, discard three from your opponent's deck, and then there's something that no one ever does a second effect. It's like you can remove three Pokemon from your bench and your opponent does the same, but everyone always uses it for the first effect um, in mill decks. Oh, for sure. Um, And then the stalls in the deck, the four Lilies Pokedolls, so you're continuous moving back and forth. There's other cards between Misty's favors of getting it back into your hand. And then four Poke Gears, four Quick Balls. So it is. It's literally about just setting up, let your Pokemon not get hit, or if they do get knocked out, that you're surviving with the Poke Dolls. And every time the Poke Doll is eliminated, you have plenty of cards of retrieving it or putting it back in your deck. So it, it, it's a good it's a it's a stall deck with a high chance. And to make up for the Latios GX, you're going to play four Aurora, I'm not four, sorry, three Aurora energy cards. So at least, you know, you have Psychic at some point because you're playing 10 Darkness cards. Oh, and then and the, uh, the will they have, too, that allows them to uh, flip the coin again or call the, the coin flip or something like that, I remember, too. Okay, so, so that was will. Awesome. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I kind of want to try it. I'm gonna probably build it on PTCGO and just see see where it goes. Maybe I, maybe I can win a handful in a row. See, I feel like this is. I just I, this reminds me of uh, go ahead. Of, of a Roscoe deck, like how you Roscoe he deck. played all sorts of stallers. Like I played the the Yadagrasu because that's why I can reference better than anything. But like I played a Yadagrasu. Um, but he played that that Fire Princess deck where you couldn't attack him. The guy got like fifteen to twenty thousand life points as he just slowly kills you with uh, as he heals. You just he just murders you. That's kind of how I feel like this one is. Well, because well, because he had the um, the trap card where um, any any yeah. monster card that had four yeah. stars or more couldn't yeah, attack. And then he also had yep. um, and then he yeah he just lays Fire Princess out with a couple mermaids and then you just died. Unless, unless I've never heard of these Pokemon cards before. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> a really, really old school Pokemon. But yeah, <laughs> but yeah, but, but mill decks, stall decks, they're in every game. You know, kudos for people that you want players to hate you. 
it's fine. It's, I yeah. yeah, but it, it, it's chance. I'm not a big fan of chance. Like that's one thing I don't like. Pokemon catcher right now. I hate to be able to flip a co- flip a coin if I need to switch out a Pokemon to win the match. Like I really have two custom catchers, which you know. Uh, what was it? Two days ago, we've oh no, yesterday because today's the twenty ninth, right? Today, the 20th. No, today's the twenty eighth. Yeah, yesterday Pokemon officially announced the uh, the new meta. No, not meta. Sorry, the new rotation. <laughs> <laughs> rotation. So, which we were all we no one surprised. Everyone knew it was going to be team up and on. So we're, we're going to lose some staples. We're like skateboard. So the whole Jirachi combo is gone. But I don't I don't see Jirachi's like going anywhere like it's still gonna play people play four or more switches and decks so um but yeah no it's interesting um we'll we'll post this on twitter and we'll also post this on our instagram page where you can go and look at the cards thanks again kaden we we appreciate it and for 22 dollars for a a deck that can probably hold its own for a few rounds that that's cool that's that's definitely that's definitely fun. Moving on, we are going to get into the card of the week. And this week, since hey, today's Friday, and guess what? Rebel Clash is out. So we're gonna talk about LD Goss V. Did I say that right, right? That's a that's yeah. a right. Yep. Yeah. So it's a V card, and instead of me blabbing about it, Justin what does this card do? Um, so I can't remember the ability's name, but it's got a build. I think it's like happy something, happy match. but the ability is, what's that? Happy match. Yes. Happy match. Um, but you play it down onto your bench and when you play it down, you can get a supporter card from your discard pile and add it to your hand. Um, and then it's got an attack that I don't even know what the attack does. Or it's too colorless. And I think it's 50. I do know what it does. It's 50 damage, and you 50 shuffle damage. it back into your deck. Yeah, you, you shuffle the card and anything attached to it back into your mm-hmm. deck. So it's kind of so, like Shaman EX back in the day with Sky Return, where you attack, and it just go in, instead of going to your deck, it went to your hand. So why is it going for $30? Why, why is it doing an attack and going back in my deck? Why does this benefit me in any way? Oh, so it's it's gonna yes. be busted. It's gonna be so broken. Um, a okay. lot of people are kind of asking the same questions, uh, and I'm totally on the. I think it should be more expensive, personally. Um, <laughs> just <laughs> well, and just just because I've seen like how the Denes and like Tapu Leles back in the day, how those priced. Um, but I, I don't. You guys don't think played the meta whenever Guzma was around um, at all, did you? No, we're we're super new. Uh, tag team is when we jumped back in. So, so the reason why Tapu Lele was so expensive was because literally you're set up to win game. You put Ultra Ball for a Tapu Lele, put it down on the bench, which had an ability to search your deck for a supporter, add it to your hand. So instead of discards, just from your deck, and you would literally search for Guzma, and you go Guzma, bring up their weak Pokemon, bring up something that had either had a free retreat or the charged up Pokemon on the bench and knockout for game. Um, it was just that combo that was in pretty much every single deck because it got you that supporter, which brought up that weak Pokemon on the bench. So this, you can literally early game discard a boss's order off a quick ball, 
um, play that Eldegoss down, and literally your opponent might even forget that your boss's order's in there from early game, play it down, get that boss's order back for game. I mean, it's just, it's, that's going to be the combo that's going to, um, or like for a fire deck, get a welder in hand if you don't, if you didn't draw a welder. Um, I mean, it's just, it's one of those, it gets you what you need from your discard um, for those game-winning consistencies. So, so it, the, it's literally going to be in everyone's deck, you're saying, at some capacity of one to four copies of it. Yeah, so my, you know, I'm not by any means like meta predictor, but my assumption will be it's going to be one of those cards where it's going to be a, a one to two of in every deck probably. Um, yeah. If not that, it'll be um, if the deck and the decks that don't use it will be decks that have other ways of getting back um, bosses' orders or um, have something like a nine tails from team up where it brings something up itself um, with the ability. Yeah. No, that's that's awesome. That that makes me think. I'm like, oh, all right. Well, I'll I'll make sure to hold on to some of them and then put the others in a vault, <laughs> and then Pokemon will come out and. Three months of a tin version of it and kill the price like Zashin. So, yeah, yeah, that's the only downside. Like, I haven't bought anything, but like, I've been keeping my eyes on TCG Player and eBay, and like, they're almost like $25 for a four. And I'm like, okay, I think I'm ready to almost like drop the money on a couple of them. But um, at the same time, I'm just kind of like, maybe it'll drop more since everything's closed. But I think the moment everything starts again, they're just going to go back to the roof. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think they're gonna hit the twenty the twenty dollar. Like I feel like fifteen fifteen to twelve dollars for Zashin will be where it'll be at. Just like with like Mew three, like that's where they fell even when the tin came out. Yeah, and it all depends no, if you I like for like Eldegoss for that. Oh oh yeah, for sure. But no yeah, Zashin. I'm glad those things. Of course, of course, I got my two full arts whenever I had them. Uh, you know, at like the forty dollar mark, I traded traded up a bunch of stuff. So. <laughs> Yeah, and I, I I sold I sold all of ours when the, it was super high. We we kept we kept two. One for our we have a Pokédad binder because the uh, the Sword and Shield was the first set we tried to collect to its you know to have a master set because we've never done it before, and we're we're close. I just I've never pulled a Marnie. I pro I've no lie. I probably opened like a, a thousand packs of Sword and Shield. A, a full yeah, art, gotcha. a full art, Marty. I'm like, I'm like yeah. yeah, three non-full art ones right over here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. The uh, I didn't pull, I didn't pull that. I didn't pull the hyper rare version of Marnie, and I didn't pull Quick Ball or um, um, Air Balloon, and then everything else, everything else I pulled. I'm gonna, I'll, I'll buy them. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, but, but I'm not, I'm not gonna do that with Rebel Clash. I, I just felt like the dads would do it for like the basic set. Yeah. Your but, inaugural set. So I wanted to yeah. um, bring up that actually, this is completely irrelevant to that, but you guys are talking about you know the full arts like that. When you talk about the Dan, the, the card where you do rock paper scissors, I want there to be three full arts, each with him like you see his face and then like one hand for with a rock, and then a scissors and then a paper. <laughs> That's what I want to see. I like it. The alt arts. Was it? <laughs> That's exactly. Yeah. Um, Zaba Zaba art right Zaba art cards. If you listen to this podcast, get on yeah. it. <laughs> That's what I so I'll I'll go first now understanding why this card's powerful and having someone else explain it to me. Uh, I give Eldegoss V super effective. I'm excited. I'm I'm gonna stock up on them. I'm gonna give them to the dads, and then I'll be like, hey, remember when we were like, why is this card so expensive? But now we know. So Justin, thank you. We appreciate it. <laughs> You're welcome. <laughs> 
<laughs> what about wood? Uh, what do you mean, got, wood? I mean, on top of everything you said, it is also a grass Pokemon. So that ups it even just slightly above. So it's like super effective plus. <laughs> Whoa, mega effective. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think it's I think it's a great card. Um, even beyond, the, I mean, the grass isn't really a big deal, but I think, like you said, it's, it's got such good utility that it, you will see, I was thinking the same thing as you said, one to two probably needs at least each deck. Just for that, like that clutch play that you need um, later in the game. So, I do. I, it's great. What about you, Justin? Yeah, you got it, bud. Hundred percent, super effective. I mean, even if you start it, which you don't, which you know how everyone hates starting the Dene. Mm-hmm. At least it's got. A- oh, I hate it so much. I hate it so much. <laughs> <laughs> it's literally got a attack for two energies. You just shuffle it back in your deck i mean and still does damage yeah. once you get set up so that on top of just the the combo that's just super broken and gonna be you know what makes a lot of games in the future like it's super effective all the way awesome and i'm i'm excited to, to rock that especially uh aaron plays plant and R- rillaboom v max deck is gonna be so much fun to play so mm-hmm. i'm looking forward to pulling those cards and figuring out how that works so and then I'm gonna hate it. I'm gonna hate playing it. Like, I don't want to play this deck. It's fine. I, will, I didn't I even like playing. I did He played uh, the Vile Plume uh, uh, alone Executor Rollet deck. So like, it, there was just constantly healing. So if you didn't one shot him, you're like, all right, what am I gonna do? With my oh no, oh, this is this is done. This is done. <laughs> that was the reaction when I played him the one time. This is stupid. Yeah, we definitely we definitely need to play more for sure. <laughs> all right, well. Since I know it's Rebel Clash Day, but I have three boosters, sort of Sword and Shield, the last hoorah. So maybe we'll pull something good. Uh, I haven't pulled anything. Yeah, maybe I'm full hard money. I haven't pulled anything since our gold Zashin. So let's let's uh, let's start off. We, yeah, we have a Lapras artwork. All right, and since. I have my video working today it. on the last code card. Yeah. You can read one, Justin, and you got to make it as funny as possible, okay? All right, sounds good. <laughs> All right. We have 222 X-Ray, Quail, Leonardo, Gabriel, Timothy, Zebra, Caitlin, with a C, X-Ray, Harry P- Potter. That worked out. That worked Caitlin out. Caitlin with okay. a C. <laughs> 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 so I didn't want to get... I didn't C- want to get yelled at. C-W-A-C? <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> well, I was going by Cynthia and Caitlin, and Caitlin's with a C, oh. so. Um, welcome to another special edition of Dad trying to read Pokemon names. Um, <laughs> we got Fire Energy, Quillfish, Energy Switch, Dotler, Krabby, Gafant, Beltoy, Salandit, Galarian Ponyta, we have the very lame version of Squirtle, Reverse Hollow, Trutal, and my all-time favorite Hollow that I pull all the time, the funny laughing Bolton. Yeah, look at him. <laughs> I was trying to figure out if he was being Yeah, so many people pull him. <laughs> so, so we got one white card. So, hey, that's not, it's not terrible. We, you know, at least we pulled a white card. Exactly. Next pack art is Zashin. They always say Zashin is the good pulls, but I feel like it's always... Snorlax for me. When I get a Snorlax, I'm like, I'm going to get something well, good here. Why don't you just buy, like, three Snorlaxes next time? Yeah, well, I, I just buy packs. You know? you know what I mean? 
All right, we got two, Gabriel, Patrick, Patrick, Jordan, two, Donald, six, Quell, Yolanda, Boyk, Jacob, Caitlin with a K. I kill you. <laughs> <laughs> we have Psychic Energy, Thawaki, Palpad, Sturisberry, Krabby, Galarian Zigzagoon, uh, Gassy Floor? Gassy Floor? Uh, yeah, that sounds right. Silicobra, <laughs> Yamper. Ooh, ooh, a reverse Quick Ball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's, go- that's going in someone's deck. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, ooh, another hollow uh, Cinderace, the one when she's running in the grass. Um, true, true story. It took me forever to pull this. I had the reverse hollow forever. And I just, I literally just pulled this, I think, like two weeks ago. I was like, oh, I got it. I finally have it. <laughs> There's actually a really sweet budget deck around that, too. Oh, stay tuned for next week of Pokedads. Cinderace. <laughs> All right, I'll, I'm going to hold the code card up for you, bud. Um, so let's, uh, it looks like we got another white code. Three white codes in a row. So hopefully we don't Is this a Snorlax cover, by mess the way? it up. No, no, it's uh, Zamazenta. You should read that. Two, Michael Jackson, seven. Nice. Julie, four, seven. Not Boyk, Caitlin with a K, six. <laughs> Luanda, Quail. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a L. He said Yolanda. No. Let's go with Leonardo. Quail. I said Lu- Luanda. Said Luanda. Yeah, oh, Luanda. <laughs> <laughs> we got Fire Energy, Pokey Kid, Energy Search, Team Yell Grunt, Krabby. We pulled a Krabby in every pack. So yeah, that's that's fun. That's how we're feeling, King Kingler? Where you at? <laughs> uh, Grokey, Mudbra, Hoot Hoot. Uh, Pinkerchin, and we got a reverse hollow of Corvi Knight, and oh, we we pull a V card, yeah. yes. and it's and it's the worst Pokemon ever to be made, Delmize V. There it is, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Well, we got. If you want to pull, if you want to pull something lame, I just did. But so. Wasn't in the Snorlax, <laughs> question. No, no, it was Zamazenta. Ah, Well, Justin, thank you. Um, a lot of good knowledge. The the retro haymaker deck that was a lot of fun. Um, I'm kind of bummed that Scott wasn't here for it because of the whole nostalgia factor mm-hmm. with all of us when when we started playing. I uh, appreciate you taking the time. I'm sorry of all the back and forth. This is oh, it's all good. usually. Yeah, we're usually not this bad. Like usually, we set up something like this is how we're gonna do it, but a lot of things just kept coming and quarantine, baby. Yeah, yeah, the world's weird right now. Yeah, it is. <laughs> well, yeah, thank you for coming on. Um, I guess one last question. I know I asked you about stout specifically, but do you have like a favorite beer? Oh, a favorite beer. Yes. Uh, Style-wise, I'd have to say IPA. I mean, that's kind of the go-to, but overall... I like it. Um, actually, I do I do have my one favorite beer of all time. I can drink 
any weather, any time of the day. That's, that sounds horrible. No, it doesn't. But, um, <laughs> anytime. Uh, Sierra Nevada Pale Ale, the classic. Um, just, I don't know. It's just, it's good. Uh, it's one of those ones that got me hooked on it, and I can still, to this day, drink it anytime. Awesome. Awesome. Yeah. That j- yeah. Jinx. <laughs> bro bro moment <laughs> um, uh, thank you guys for having me on though I appreciate this yeah it was great having you here too. yeah dude yeah you are the conclusion of our guest month so thank you we we had a uh, we had a little rad between uh, you Danny Saul and Jake we all appreciate us giving some fun content why we try to get through this quarantine and so far the feedback was good. I felt like we've gotten better with guests from the very first episode to where we are now. And definitely we'll, we'll, we'll keep having people on like, that's our goal. We want to talk about Pokemon, but not, we'll also people miss the, just the classic Pokedads, which I, I understand too, when it's just us making fun of each other <laughs> and talking about cards and, but it's good to break things up, and we're still, we're learning, we're figuring it out. And some announcements is you know today is Friday, May first. Pokedad's first online tournament drops tomorrow. We're super excited. Good luck to everyone that participate. I really hope this does well because this is something we would love to do every month, just to keep getting the Pokemon Dad's name out there, and it lets people know that, you know, we are a part of this community, we love being a part of this community, and we want to grow with everyone else. So hopefully it's good, with no many hiccups, it's only four rounds, so um, someone did point out that it's round two of the Limitless, so hopefully it doesn't make Battlefly, like, super slow, because they are going to have, like, so many people on that the same day, so I'm like, oh... It's, it's going to be a lot of people. <laughs> <laughs> and, um, but thank you guys for checking out this episode. We appreciate you, all the support we have. And, hey, make sure you follow us on iTunes, on Spotify. We're on Stitcher. We're on anywhere. Five-star, five-star reviews, even if you don't like the episode or past episodes. Remember, you're giving us five stars because what Danny said? Because you like us. <laughs> and we like you, too. So make sure you do that. Get the name out there. And let's just make this a better podcast for everybody. And always, I'm Pokedad Rick. I'm Pokedad here. And I'm Pokedog Dad, Pokebrews. <laughs> <laughs> you guys have a wonderful one. And Justin, thank you again. We appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Oh god, I hope you guys are recording this me being so tech dumb. <laughs> yeah, I see noise suppression thing under the screen. Uh Oh wait, there we go. Turn camera on. All right, all right. Figured it out. <laughs> oh.